Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri alongside Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. We're so happy to be back. Super Bowl is over, but that does not mean that we are going to stop talking about football. Stephen has some hot takes to get into. We also have Beef of the Week featuring the NBA, which Evan will fill us in on. Stephen, uh, why don't you start by telling us your hot take? You have a post on a little website called For the Win that the 49ers should trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, handsome th- Jimmy Garoppolo. He is very handsome. I will acknowledge that, but I think that only boosts his trade value. Like you get, you probably get an extra draft pick just because he is so handsome. That's true. I mean, when you add that to your to your team, how can you not? To- right, and you're you're selling tickets, extra <laughs> tickets. But uh, so yeah, what's your take? Yeah, I think they should trade. I think the only way they can get better this offseason in it, and they just lost the Super Bowl, so I think they do have to get better in order to win it next year, is to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's based on the fact that they don't have a lot of cap space, so they don't have a lot of money to spend on reinforcements. They have a lot of guys who are going to free agency, which complicates the cap space thing because you have to use that money to re-sign those guys. They're not going to be able to re-sign them all. So the team is probably going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Their only real asset for making the roster better is Jimmy G himself because he has a very team-friendly contract. It's very tradable. I think he still has some shine on him. He's still kind of young. He's 28, and I think teams probably think he's better than he is. So I think you have to use him to get the team better, and that's the only way to do that. And the only way to really make the team better is to improve the quarterback position, and that also requires Jimmy G going elsewhere. And there's a lot of quarterbacks available, like Tom Brady, for instance, who is clearly an upgrade over Jimmy G at this point. So I don't follow the argument here that closely can you give me a little bit more context in terms of people after the loss in the Super Bowl are people blaming Kyle Shanahan or are they blaming Jimmy G they're blaming Kyle Shanahan they're saying he didn't run the ball enough which I just think is ridiculous they're using like misleading stats to say it they say like he only ran it three times in the fourth quarter I think it is but like a lot of those plays came after they lost the lead and it was late, so you have to throw the ball to get down the field fast. Like I think like seven of the throws came after the, the two-minute warning. And then before that, all of his, like a lot of the throws came on like third and 14 when you have to get a first down. You don't run the ball in third and 14. So I think it was like one or two plays that you can actually say, well, they should have ran the ball. Just I think it's just people like blaming the coach. Yeah. And that's what happened here. And Kyle Shanahan has his the pass. Right. He blew the lead. 28-3. 28 to 3. He got blamed for that. I think that was unfair too. But so it's the easy person to blame. I think it was more on Jimmy Garoppolo than Kyle Shanahan. But I think the real problem was the defensive coach. But that's a whole nother story. But yeah, I, I think Garoppolo proved that like when he needs to make a play, he's not capable of doing it. And that's why I think you have to move on. You can't just be content with like a quarterback that's okay. You have to get a quarterback that's good. Why Tom Brady? <laughs> the name. He's from the area. He grew up rooting for that team. And I just feel like it's a perfect pairing. And he's good. He's good. (laughs) They have a run game. They have weapons. You just spent the last, like, eight weeks saying Tom Brady was washed up. Yeah, but washed up for the greatest quarterback ever is still better than Jimmy Garoppolo at his peak. All right, sorry I cut you off. No, I I think it brings almost like a new excitement for the 49ers. I mean, last year they went to the Super Bowl, but – now you get a GOAT to come in. You already have an established team. You could say quarterback was probably their weakest position on the offense. 
You can upgrade at that position. The defense is good. And maybe you can repeat. I mean, only one team has gone to the Super Bowl for the NFC in back-to-back years in the past 10 years. It's been the Seahawks. You bring in Tom Brady, I think teams are now had, are looking at you like, all right, we can't do things to stop Brady like we did for Garoppolo. Right. And mm-hmm. I think bringing up the point about teams not repeating a lot, one t- quarterback that has re- gone back to the Super Bowl a lot is Tom Brady. So he's like used to having the target on his back. And the concern with Brady is obviously he's 42 years old. So you sign Tom Brady, it's a, like a win now move. But I think that's smart for the 49ers because they're really built around how good their defense is. And like history has shown us defenses don't last long because you have to keep 11 players together, whereas like one quarterback can like elevate an offense by himself. You can't do that on defense. So their window is already short as it is. So mm-hmm. I think you just got to maximize these next two years. And the best way to do that is Tom Brady. That's a bold case. I don't know. I mean, I don't have an opinion on the matter. <laughs> I don't actually all. think Tom Brady's the best option. I think Cam Newton's a better, way better option. But I, you don't have to give up assets to get Tom Brady where you might have to trade something for Cam Newton. I think you can trade Jimmy G for Cam Newton. You did a one-on-one trade? I don't think I don't think yeah. the Panthers want Jimmy Garoppolo. Does Jimmy G still get a starting spot though? Yes. I think he's going to start somewhere. I mean, I think he's going to be in the 49ers aren't going to do this cuz mm-hmm. NFL teams are cowards when it comes to quarterback position, like they'll stick with it and like until risk averse until it absolutely collapses. Right. Like what happened with the Jaguars and Blake Bortles? Like everyone was like, Blake Bortles is awful. You have to move on or you're going to waste this defense. And then they didn't move on until it was too late. Uh, all right. Well, that's a little bit of fallout from the Super Bowl. And I'm sure that Steven will have NFL draft stuff coming up. Uh, let's move on to our beef of the week. So the beef of the week is coming from the NBA in Memphis. Uh, Monday after their win, Memphis rookie Dylan Brooks got on record and said that he cannot wait for the team to find a way to trade Andre Iguodala so that the team can play him and they can show him what what Memphis is really about. Iguodala got traded in the offseason to Memphis, but he has not played. Him and the team had an agreement where they would trade him to a contender. He doesn't want to play on a rebuilding team. So once that once that got out from the rookie Brooks, John Morant retweeted a quote, uh, somebody quoting him, with the emoji of, like, you know, the face and the – you clearly see the face saying something. Mm-hmm. And so then Steph Curry responds on his IG and put a picture up of Andre Iguodala with his championship trophy and with the shush emoji. <laughs> so everybody's like, oh, Steph responds. Then John Morant responds to that with a picture of Katie holding up his finals MVP trophy. So you kind of have, like, old warriors going up against new – Grizzlies and John Morant has just like become he's one of my a, favorites. <laughs> he's just stirring stuff up, but he's not backing down. Like he no. even like show tweets. He even brought up tweets where like he showed that Steph Curry was his favorite player, but he was just like, "Hey, I'm not backing down." I mean, I don't care about backing down. I just don't understand the point of it. Like NBA, I do appreciate the fact that NBA players are public with their beefs. I think it is very entertaining. I just don't understand what it accomplishes. I think for them, though, it's just the fact that this guy is on the team, has not showed up for practice, has not played in the game, and has gone on TV saying, like, he can't wait for his situation to be figured out. And they're like, yo, we could use you right now. Right. We are trying to get into the playoffs as a young team. Like, we're fighting for the eighth seed, and you could be here helping, but instead you're just probably playing golf. Yeah, they're getting, like, disrespected by him. Like, You think they're getting – I mean, it's not that I have sympathy for that, but I understand where he's like – 
I don't even want to be involved in this. Like he's to me, he's not a part of the team. Yeah. Those right. those younger players are like, hey man, we could really use you as a part of this team. And he's very clearly said, I am not a part of this team. But I think, you know, when he came over, when they when they go to State Warriors traded him, like they had something in agreement like, we'll get you on a contender, trade for some assets. Yeah. And now it's looking like they won't trade him and they said that they won't release him so he could just be picked up without having to trade for him. So it's kinda like Memphis promised him one thing. He's not getting it. He's still on a team, and his teammates are like, yo, we could use you. And he's like, I'm not playing with y'all. But yeah, he, but- I, sorry, I don't think it's like Memphis not like following through with a promise. They're trying to trade him. No other team wants to trade for him. No, I think teams want to trade for but him. But they don't want to trade something that Memphis— Assets. They yeah, don't want to trade a Me- pick or something. And they're doing it because Memphis, or they know that Iguodala is not going to actually play, so Memphis has really no other choice. Like I agree with Memphis. Like I would just— just let him sit there. If he doesn't want to play for you, then I'm not going to give him what he wants. And if you're a good dollar, like, I'm fine with not playing and getting paid. Like, it's not hurting me at all. Yeah, and especially if you have already – if you have already spent a long time in the NBA, I think we know this with – I in almost any career, right? If you are a veteran, your standards for engagement are a lot higher than if you are a rookie, right? Like these young players are like eager to play and prove themselves and get into the playoffs. And he's like, been there, done that. I'm looking out for me. And unless it is worth my time, I'm not interested in helping. And he even brought that up recently. He said that the fact that the past couple of years he's been in the finals, they've played extra seasons basically. Yeah. And now the fact that he's in January is no back, like, back tightness. Like, he's waking up feeling good. He's feeling like this could prolong his career almost another year or so just because he's not playing. So everybody's winning, but at the same time, it's just a little beef between them two. I think it's interesting. Um, Again, I appreciate the fact that players are willing to go public with this stuff. I know not a lot of players do. Um, I'm on on Andre Iguodala's side in this one. Sit it out, man. I'm Team Ja. I'm... (laughs) I, I love Dre, but Ja just as a rookie coming out and, like, just, just say what he, what he feels. Like and, you have to respect it. And if I'm John Moran, I'm like, I'm a better player than you. Like, who do you think you are? He, and he is a better player than him. So I don't know I why mean, Evans making that face. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> you're starting a team right now. Who do you want, John Moran or Andre Iguodala? <laughs> Andre Iguodala. Why? Oh, Dre. You, you just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, it's a good beef. Um, all right, let's move on to not sports, but whatever. During the Super Bowl, we had one 30-second trailer for Disney Plus shows, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, the WandaVision show, and the Loki show. You didn't say all the words in the Falcon and Winter Soldier title. <laughs> say it right. <laughs> no, that title needs to change. It's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's way too many words. Um, we don't have a lot to go on but the trailers is really quick it just shows like brief little snippets uh, i think wanda vision is the one that looks like comical and weird they're just like jumping through all these different time periods and jumping into all these different classic sitcoms like family ties and the dick van dyke show no idea what it's about i, I think they're the trailer at least gives you like the tone of each show like yeah. i don't know if that's what the tone is going to be if it is then i don't know what that's the WandaVision show definitely looks a little bit more quirky and comical. Falcon Winter Soldier just looks like two dudes who are going to be brooding up a storm. Right. Um, and there's a very brief little snippet of the Loki show, and that looked like weird and sinister. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that Marvel has a, a band now. A what? A band. 
You seen when he was on the f- football field with the band high five from the guy? Like, I'm interested to see what's that about. Oh, so what you're referring to is that there is a small snippet in that trailer that shows it's actually Cap running out onto the field during a football game. That's what it is. It's is it not Cap that or they, Falcon? I don't know if it, I don't know who it is. It looks like he's holding the shield, hmm. uh, but. It's not that they have a band. It's that he's running out onto the field what, to during what looks like a sporting event. I, mean, I just think that's going to be the <laughs> best of the three. I mean, I don't know what to expect from Loki. We didn't see much. And I just don't know if I can get into a division. I feel like Loki's going to be the best one. It's like the most interesting to me. Because you're dark and disturbed? N- no, because <laughs> Winter Soldier and Falcon are D-list characters. <laughs> We're not going to get into that debate because there will be plenty of time to. The shows, uh, I think they launch in August. Falcon Winter Soldier is August. WandaVision apparently is in December. So there's a lot of Marvel stuff coming up, which we are very excited for. Um, Any final thoughts before we wrap up the podcast this week? I got my Super Bowl prediction right. Oh, you did. Congratulations to you. Thank you. He got it before the playoffs, right? So he deserves extra credit. Yeah, I picked the the Chiefs winning by eleven points after the matchup was set, though. So I said ten, so I was a point off. Well, eleven's. I don't even remember who I picked. (laughs) You picked the Forty Niners. I remember you picked last week. (laughs) Anyway, that's too bad for me then. Um, All right, thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. We will see you next week.